Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, when I was a kid, we had certain chores that we had to do. And I think some of the earliest chores that I can remember was doing the dishes after dinner every night. And I was pretty small because I remember I had to stand on a step stool to get to the sink. And the other thing I remember is my mom would finally, after about an hour and a half, just tap out and, and, and come finish it up. What took it, you know, should should have taken us 10 to 15 minutes, would take like an hour and a half because we'd sit in there and goof around. And then as we got a little bit older, um, we moved to some of the summer jobs that we had, you know, taking care of the yard. Well, then my mom would assign like um, rows in the garden to us. Like I'd get the, the, the green beans and the cabbage and the potatoes were my three rows and I had to go out there and weed them. And kind of the same thing, you know, it would be take us, you know, three hours to get something done that should take about 15 minutes because we were just goofing around so much. And then when summer came around in July, down, I grew, again, I grew up down in uh, Monta Vista in the San Luis Valley. We had this sky-high stampede. It was actually the oldest rodeo in the state of Colorado. And the last weekend of July, so it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they had a parade, they had a rodeo, and then the carnival came to town. And I just loved the carnival. You know, it was one of these traveling carnivals that roll into town, set up for three days. And in order for us to earn money on that, when we were young, my mom would let us pull, or not let us, she'd make us basically pull the weeds around our driveway. We lived off a dirt road, and then we had this kind of U-shaped driveway that went over our property. It was like a little two-acre property. And we would get these these tumbleweeds. I don't know if you've seen the tumbleweeds that get caught up in the fence. Well, they start out as these little green, weedy, tree-looking-like weeds. And they get, you know, they'll, they'll get three, four feet tall. And so we would always go out there and try to pull all those out because they'd grow along our fence line in the driveway. And we'd get the garden hose out there and just, you know, soak the soil and then try to get these weeds pulled out. And that was just a miserable job, but we did it because we could earn money to spend and, you know, at the carnival, basically, that's what we wanted. We wanted to be able to go to the carnival and ride all the rides. And so when I became an adult, and I remember I was trying to hire my kids to do a few things. Like I'd hire my son. It's like, look, look, I want you to mow the lawn. And then I'd go out there and there'd be like complete sections that were just skipped or there'd be a whole section in the front where he didn't, you know, didn't mow behind the tree or something. I'd be like, did you not see that? And then I remember trying to hire him to do some pressure washing. And the same thing, what should have taken him an hour was six hours and he was half done and the pressure washer was still out in the middle of the driveway. So the bottom line is the kids weren't real dependable as employees, you know, and that's, I think, something that a lot of us as parents go through and a lot of us went through as kids. Now, fast forward that 50 years, and believe it or not, most people in this country today that are in long-term care situations depend on their kids to handle their most vulnerable time in their life. And it's unbelievable when you think about those numbers. It's like half of, of Americans in long-term care situations depend solely on their family, usually their kids. And about two-thirds of Americans that are in long-term care situations depend on at least part-time help from their family members. So, again, that's pretty eye-opening. And one of the more common questions I get on this um, on a regular basis from our, our listeners out there is, can you pay family members with long-term care insurance. So otherwise, can you employ your kids to take care of you and use long-term care insurance to pay for this? And last week, this question came in through our website from Pauline, and all Pauline asked was, can I pay my daughter to care for me with a long-term care insurance plan? And the short answer, Pauline, is, you know what, you can, but there's a catch, and it's a big one. You have to have the correct type of long-term care insurance policy to be able to pay a family member. Now, first off, when you are in a long-term care situation or what we call an extended health care event, it means you are receiving help from others to get through the day. This care can be provided in one of two ways. The first way and the, 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 what most insurance carriers are going to require is what they call formal care. So formal care means through a licensed agency. 
or a licensed facility. So you're bringing in that licensed home health care agency to come in and do the home health care for you, or you've moved into an assisted living or an adult family home or a continuing care retirement centers, some facility that is licensed. So that is formal care. The second way you can receive care, and again, this is the way most Americans receive care, is through informal care. And informal care would be a family member or it could be another individual from the community, you know, maybe a neighbor or uh, someone from your church that is helping you out. So that's informal care. The vast majority of informal care is unpaid care. So again, we're, we're, most people are just relying on their family members for that care. So what Pauline is asking when she says, hey, can I pay my daughter to take care of me is what she's really asking is, can she pay for informal care with a long-term care insurance policy? Now, in order to do this, you have to have a long-term care insurance policy that allows you to pay those informal caregivers. Long-term care insurance policies pay out benefits in one of two ways. The first way is through reimbursement. So let's talk about that for a second, because this is the most common way that you're going to set up an insurance plan. It's going to be what they call reimbursement. So meaning that they're going to reimburse you up to your monthly limit for care. So if you have $6,000 a month of benefit, that's the limit that you chose. And again, remember, long-term care insurance, think of it as a bucket of money. You decided how much money's in that bucket, and you decided how much you can take out. So that would be your monthly benefit. So if you decided you want $6,000 a month, the insurance company would reimburse you up to $6,000 a month. So if you spent $4,500, they're going to send you a check for $4,500. If you spent $6,200, they would send you a check for $6,000 because your limit was $6,000. So up to your limit, they will reimburse you. If you're spending less than your limit, the money just that you didn't spend that month just remains in your bucket of money for you to use down the road. So it just extends the length of time that your policy will last. So that's what we call reimbursement. That's the number one way that policies pay out. The second way, and, and by the way, reimbursement policies are for formal care only, so we're hiring somebody that is licensed, and that's key to know. The second way that you can get paid out on a long-term care insurance policy is what we call indemnity, and that's just a fancy word for meaning that they're going to pay you the full benefit. We also call it cash indemnity, but it just means that we're going to get the full benefit once you are at claim, regardless of how much you are spending on care. So in that same example, if your benefit was $6,000 a month and you went on claim, you would just get a check for $6,000 every month. They would not, you know, it doesn't matter if you're spending $4,500 or if you're spending all $6,000 or $7,000, you would get the full benefit every single month. Now, technically, indemnity plans can be broken down into plain indemnity, which a lot of carriers will say you still got to prove that you're receiving some kind of care. And then you have the cash indemnity that once you qualify for the claim, the trigger, they're going to follow up maybe once a year to verify that you're receiving services. But outside of that, they don't want any receipts. They're just going to send you that full cash every single month. So in order to pay a family member with a long-term care insurance policy, you would have to have a policy with a indemnity, with that cash indemnity benefit, meaning that once you go on claim, you would just get that full check every month. And that's going to be the only way that you can actually pay for informal care. If you have a reimbursement policy, they are not going to allow you to pay a family member for that. Now, traditional plans, by the way, there used to be quite a few that had cash indemnity options, but they moved away from that. So the only company I have out there today on a traditional pay-as-you-go type of plan is Mutual of Omaha, which will allow you to get 25% of your benefit a month in cash. But it's an either-or. So if you had that $6,000 a month benefit, that would be for reimbursement. But if you decided to take the cash benefit, they would give you $1,500. And what would happen is the difference, that $4,500 that you're not spending, would just stay in your bucket for you to use down the road. So that's the only traditional plan I have. And for the people that are looking for a cash indemnity benefit to pay family members, that's going to really make them go to the asset-based plans. And the asset-based plans are going to be those plans that pay you back if you never use them. There's going to be some other value in the policy. Now, if we think about this, you know, on the surface, cash benefits seems like the way to go. You know, and in fact, I just read an article not too long ago. It was a blog post by an advisor that just simply says emphatically, he declares that cash is always better than reimbursement. 
Well, is it? I'll tell you what, we're going to find out today. We're going to learn about the pros and the cons of cash indemnity plans so you can compare them to a reimbursement, and then you can decide whether cash is really best or cash is king, as some advisors say. But first, we've got to take a quick break, so stick around. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus, our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, again, you just heard some ads. We have some classes on the calendar for May, believe it or not. We're going to be rolling into May here already. And uh, the first class is going to be on Friday, or I'm sorry, it's Saturday the 14th. That's going to be a 9 a.m. kickoff Rocky Mountain time. It's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on uh, West Coast or Pacific time. And then we're going to have one the following Tuesday. That's Tuesday the 17th. That's going to be at 4 o'clock Mountain time, and it's going to be at 3 o'clock Pacific time. So again, those are live webinar classes for May. They're on the calendar. You're going to hear us talking about them. It's just a great way to start. So if you want to jump on there and sign up, you can do that now. We have those both posted on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Now, if you just tuned in, just joined us, we're talking about paying family members. We got a question last week from Pauline asking, hey, can I use a long-term care insurance policy to pay my daughter if I end up in a long-term care? Otherwise, you know, if her daughter's taking care of her, can she use her insurance to pay for her? And this was, um, you know, this is a question that we get on a regular basis. And again, the short answer is yes, but you have to have a long-term care plan that pays out the benefit in what we call cash or indemnity. A lot of people will just say, hey, it's got a cash benefit. Uh, the technical word is really indemnity. And this is the only way that you're going to be able to get you know, an insurance policy to pay a family member for care. As I mentioned before the break, some people believe that cash is king, that the, that's the best way to go on these policies. 
And that, you know, if you have a choice between a reimbursement or cash, you would always want to take a cash policy. But like I always say, there's two sides to every coin. So we want to look at the pros and the cons today of an indemnity plan so that you can get a better understanding of how they work. Because you need to know this in case, you know, if you're putting a plan in place, you want to know how your plan works and what the pros and cons are. So let's start with what makes these cash indemnity plans so attractive. Number one, no receipts are required for care. So that means when you're receiving care on a reimbursement plan, you're going to have, you know, the, the home health care agency is going to come in. They're going to provide that care for you. They're going to give you a bill. They're going to send a copy of that receipt to the insurance company. The insurance company is going to go through it, and then they're going to reimburse you. Well, on an indemnity plan, the whole idea is that, no, you don't have to do that. What happens is you're going to trigger your claim, verify that you're receiving services, and then they're just going to start sending you a check every month for your benefit amount. So that is what I think a lot of people think is so attractive is that there's no receipts required versus a reimbursement plan. You have to have the receipts every month going to the insurance company. The second thing that makes them very attractive is they pay your full benefit even if you don't need that much money. So if you've got $6,000 a month coming in and you're only spending three, you get to bank that other $3,000 technically. That's your money. So that's, you know, some policies will allow you to bank it with them, which doesn't really make sense because if you can get the money now, I mean, especially in a long-term care situation, if you die next year, you want to be able to pull that money out of that plan today and put it into your savings account so that you have that. The third thing that makes them so you know, popular is that you can pay a family member with an indemnity plan. So if it's a cash indemnity plan, they're just sending you that check. Technically, you can just pay a family member for that. You can hire a person who is not licensed. So again, somebody from your church, somebody from your community, somebody that you trust. Um, we had a family friend that hired a nursing student, and she was their caretaker. She stayed with them at night, went to school during the day. So that gives you a little bit more flexibility with a cash plan. And you can use the money to pay for other family members as well. So that's something that people forget about. If you're in a long-term care situation and your spouse cannot get coverage, but you had a plan, when you trigger a cash indemnity plan, they're going to send you that full amount. So you can use that money to pay for both people. Or if you have an adult special needs child that lives with you, that cash coming in is your money to spend and you can help pay for services for other people in the family. So those are just some of the things that make these cash benefit plans attractive. And right now on the surface, it sounds pretty good, right? I mean, it's like, oh, well, why wouldn't you want one of those? And they're marketed as a hassle-free way to get long-term care insurance benefits. Once you go on claim, you don't have to mess with the insurance company. You don't have to deal with receipts. You can hire who you want. You can pay who you want. You get the full benefit even if you don't need it. So you might even make a little bit of money on your long-term care insurance, right? Because if you're only spending $3,000 a month and they're spending, sending you six, you get to keep the other $3,000. So that's the way they're marketed, and that's what makes them so attractive to a lot of people. Now, that being said, I think what we have to do now is we have to look at some of the other options before we just jump into the pool and put both feet in the pool and say, hey, we want cash indemnity always. That's the best way to go. Like this advisor said on his blog, let's look at the flip side of it. Number one, with a cash indemnity plan, even though you don't have to turn receipts into the insurance carrier, there's more paperwork. Now, how can that be, right? You're sitting there saying, wait a second, how can there be no more paperwork on a cash benefit plan if I don't have to give receipts to the insurance carrier? Well, here's what you need to know. Regardless of how your long-term care insurance plan pays out the benefit, at the end of the year, you're going to get a 1099 LTC. So the 1099 form is what you get when you earn interest, or a 1099 RMD is, is uh, you know, 1099R is what tells you how much re, um, retirement funds you took out of your retirement account. Well, they do the same thing on long-term care insurance. The insurance companies have to report to the IRS how much long-term care insurance you received, how much be in, in benefits you received that year. So they send you a 1099. And in box three of the 1099 LTC, there's, a, there's, there's two choices. It either has to be checked indemnity or reimbursement. If it's checked reimbursement, you're done. That means you don't have to do anything else. All, all, all your, your tax paperwork and everything is done right then and there. However, if it's checked indemnity, which is what these cash plans are, you're going to have to fill out Form 8853, 
which is the Archer MSA. That's for medical savings account is what MSA stands for. So it's the Archer MSA and long-term care insurance contract form with the IRS. So on the back of that, on Section 3, you have to list out how much you received, how much did you spend, and then you have to break this down, and the IRS gives you a per diem limit, and you have to figure out and fill this form out and send it in. Now, why would the IRS want you to do this? You know, what, why, think, of, think of it for a second. Why would the IRS care on this if long-term care insurance benefits are tax-free, which, which they are, right? Long-term care insurance benefits come back to you tax-free. Well, you have to keep track of what you pay, and the IRS allows a per diem limit, which it was $400 last year per day, and this year they dropped it down to $390 a day. So if you're receiving more than that in long-term care benefits, unless you can prove that you spent more than $390 a day, you would have to claim that extra benefit as income and pay taxes on it. So what happens when you have a cash benefit plan is now all of a sudden you don't have, you know, you've got to have the, 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 somebody doing the bookkeeping and keeping them track every month of what you're actually spending money on, who you're paying to, and then you're going to get that 1099 LTC at the end of the year that tells you how much benefit you received, and then you're going to have to fill out that form and submit it to the IRS. Or, you know, your CPA is. You, you, you might not be doing that at that point. Um, so taxes, um, are is is it technically tax-free? Well, again, keep in mind that it could be a taxable event with a cash benefit plan. If you go over that per diem limit, you're going to have to count that as income. And here's number three. Here's another downside that you have to understand to these cash benefit plans. Hiring an independent in-home health care provider who is not affiliated with a company can have a significant impact on the policyholder, which is you, you tax bill. The the bottom line is that when you hire an informal caregiver, this could be a family or friend, the policyholder, you, are now considered their household employer and therefore responsible for paying their unemployment, their Social Security, and their Medicare taxes. Now think about that. If if you hire your, your, your kid, technically, yeah, you, you can pay them, right? You can pay your kid to mow the lawn. You can pay your kid to do all this other stuff. But if you go out and you hire somebody that's, you know, from the community that you trust, they become your employee, and now legally you have to pay the taxes on them. You're also liable for them. If you fall, there's a case that we were just studying where a, a gentleman hired his neighbor's college daughter, and he fell on her in a transferring move and broke her ribs. And then the state came after him for, for L&I because they weren't paying anything. So you got to realize that you become an employer when you hire somebody that's not through a facility. The, the fourth thing that you have to keep in mind with these cash and benefit plans is that the risk for fraud is much greater. Think about it this. The vast majority of financial fraud for seniors is comes from within inside the family. And what happens on these cash benefit plans is you start getting that full check every month regardless of how much you're spending. Well, your power of attorney has access to that money. So if they can find a halfway house to stick you in for $3,000 a month and you're getting $6,000 a month, they technically can pocket that other $3,000. So there's a lot of fraud in these plans. This is one of the reasons why the traditional plans moved away from them. The fifth thing you have to keep in mind, zero claim support. So I talk about that all the time. Your house burns down. It's like getting a sack full of money on your on your porch. That's it. You still got to figure out how to rebuild your house, how to find a contractor, Cash benefit plans do not offer that claim support. There's no audit trail behind this. There's none of that. So what happens again is you are up, you know, you're up to your eyeballs keeping track and paperwork or somebody that you trust is going to have to do that. And then lastly, one of the downsides to these cash benefit plans is you don't get something for nothing. So what do you end up giving up with a cash benefit plan? Well, again, all the claim support, the concierge service, the the case managers, those kind of things, you have to go find your own. But you also get limited design on plans. There's no joint plans for couples. There's no lifetime benefits on cash indemnity plans. And so you're going to have to limit your options if you're going to choose that cash benefit plan. So the bottom line for me, I'm not a believer that indemnity plans or cash plans are king. I think they have their place, but you have to be aware of the pros and the cons and make sure that the attributes of the plan fit with you and they work for your situation. 
Okay, I need to squeeze in a quick break here for the news, um, but stick around. Up next, our client of the week, I'm going to introduce you to Adam, and I'm going to explain why we set up a cash indemnity plan and why it was the right choice for him. So stick around. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. Um, Again, uh, we have a couple classes coming up. You hear the ads. If you want to learn a lot more about long-term care and just everything in one easy, squeezy 45-minute session, that's what the live webinars are for. So we got a couple of those on the calendar, and you can see those at 525longtermcare.com. And again, if you missed part of this show or you're just tuning in right now and you want to get the beginning of the show later, you can always get our podcast or our website as well, too. So, um, again, 525longtermcare.com. After the break, we always, at the bottom of the hour, we always bring to you a client of the week. And this week, we're going to introduce you to Adam, who is 58. He's married. He's still working. His wife currently has a long-term care plan in place through her employer, Um, They have two kids, both out of school and independent. Adam wasn't against getting long-term care insurance per se, but he just never really got around to looking into it. And then his father basically right now is in the middle of a long-term care uh, situation. He had a a, a pretty massive stroke, and he's watching everything unfold right now. And so this kind of really motivated him to get his his stuff together and, and figure out how to protect his estate and protect his family. So Adam's concerns, um, you know, right out of the gate, watching his parents, seeing what they're going through right now, he just doesn't want that to be repeated for his family. Adam is a CPA. He sees the benefits in long-term care insurance. He sees the tax efficiency. So he says, look, I I understand how all that works. So I, I, I like that aspect of it. He does not want to burn through his estate paying for long-term care and paying for unnecessary taxes. That's just what he doesn't want to do. He wants to make sure he doesn't become a financial burden on his family. Because what he's saying there, you know, he's in a situation right now, he knows his wife has long-term care insurance, but if something happens to him, it's just they would have to burn through the estate. So that was something that, you know, he was eyes wide open after watching what was going on with his dad. And he was worried about the timing of an event. You know, he said, my father is in really good shape. He just didn't see this coming. And then his father had a pretty massive stroke, and he's he's in a permanent long-term care situation right now. So, you know, again, that's his concern, and it's very valid. Our health can change overnight, and then it's, you know, it's, it's too little too late. We can't get a plan when we need it. So you have to plan ahead with that for sure. So what we found out a little bit about Adam when we start talking with him is, again, he's a CPA and he's going to work for another five years at least. He's in good physical shape, so he's got lots of options. His wife is a registered nurse and still working. Uh, his daughter is also a registered nurse, so he's got two nurses in the family. Um, they live in their family home and they want to stay there for as long as possible. This is something that's really motivating him. He says, we would like to age in place. That's just we don't have any intentions on moving when we retire. His wife is five years younger than he is, and he feels comfortable that, you know, she should be able to manage a lot of the situation if he's in a long-term care situation. So he's looking at it. It's like, well, I know I've got some help here. What I'm really worried about is the financial side because my my wife has a lot of expertise in the medical field, and his daughter's also a nurse as well, too. Um, Adam and his wife have their house paid off, so their home is owned free and clear. They have a nice little retirement account. And his wife is also going to have a small pension when she retires. And so that'll be just a steady income stream that he's counting on. Um, Adam also has a whole life insurance policy that he took out when his kids were born. So he's had that um, in his in his portfolio, so to speak. So he does have some life insurance there. And he also has some additional term life insurance through work. And so that's just a little bit about Adam. You know, that we again, these are the kind of things that we talk about when we're trying to design a custom plan for somebody. We just kind of find out a little bit about you. What's your goals? You know, do you want to age in place? Are you going to downsize? Are you going to move? Things like that. Now, what he really wanted from a plan when we start to asking, you know, okay, so what, why is long term care insurance important for me? What do you want it to do for you? Well, 
Adam wanted something flexible, number one. He said, look, I, I, I just I, I like the idea of getting care in my home if I need long-term care. I don't want to go to a nursing home. I don't want to go to an assisted living. But I also realize that, you know, that could be expensive. It could take, you know, people. And I might have to move into an assisted living. I might have to move into to a, a special facility if, if my family can't take care of me at home. He goes, so I want something that will cover, you know, care wherever it is, which is, is fine. All, all the plants today are comprehensive. Um, he also liked the idea when I asked him, I said, could you imagine, you know, having your family take care of you? Would you pay them or would you want that? And he said, yes. You know, if, if my wife and my daughter could take care of me, he goes, I would, I would like that. And I would like to be able to pay them. So that was again, informal care, but he also understands that, you know, he might end up hiring somebody or might go into a facility and paying for the formal care. Um, he wanted the ability for the premiums to be returned to the estate. So he said, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on a traditional plan and then just, you know, have one bad night and pass away and then just lose all that money. So that's why he was kind of leaning towards the asset-based plans because he liked the idea of that money being paid back to the estate if he didn't use it. He loved the idea of the tax-free benefits. Again, he was a CPA, so he saw this, and he said, you know, point blank, when we, we were talking about this, I was asking him about, you know, what he saw there, and he said, you know, he's seen some families devastated because, again, they're just draining down retirement accounts or having to sell a fixed asset. And, again, you know, if you've got to go out and sell a, a million-dollar property, you've got to pay taxes on it, you know, or you've got to pay capital gains tax. And so those are the kind of things that he's seen, and so that's why he liked the idea of the tax-free benefit for the long-term care insurance. He did not want ongoing payments. That was another thing when I asked Adam, what, what do you want to plan? He said, you know, I, I really just don't want payments. I, 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 you know, he goes, it may not be the most efficient way to do it, but if I do have payments, I just want them for a few years, but I don't want to be carrying payments into retirement. And again, he said he was going to probably work for maybe five more years is what he was kind of counting on. So here's what we did for him. Right off the bat, we narrowed it down to an asset-based plan. So an asset-based plan, again, is a plan that's got a lot of features that, that Adam wanted. We, we have lots of payment options. We can do single lump sum. We can do five pay, 10 pay, whatever we want that way. It has a return to the estate if you don't use it. So it's, you know, win, lose, or draw. You know, I'm not going to lose my money. So we went to the asset-based plans right out of the gate, and that's what we started discussing with him. We settled on a plan that will provide him with a death benefit if he does not use the plan, as well as tax-free long-term care insurance benefits that will cover a minimum of six years, meaning that if he goes on claim and he takes out his full benefit every month, he'll have a minimum of six years of coverage. Now, we also ended up choosing a cash indemnity plan. Again, because he has access to that, his wife and to his daughter that are both have nurses, they have, you know, uh, skill sets in that medical, medical field, so to speak. He felt very comfortable about that. He said, I think they can manage that. And when we talked a little bit about, okay, now here's the paperwork thing. You got to keep in mind, this is the way, you know, the form, you know, 8853 works. And he says, yes, he was familiar with it and he could handle that. And he, he just didn't foresee any issues with that at all. That wasn't an obstacle for him. So I said, great. I think the cash benefit plan is going to work for him. He was surrounded by people. He had a power of attorney already that he had picked out that was, he trusted that had the, you know, the financial background. So he was just in good shape that way. So that was a good fit for him doing a cash and plan. Um, his plan will provide Adam with an immediate long-term care um, insurance benefit of 156, I'm sorry, an immediate death benefit of $156,000. So what's going to happen for him is like this plan today, he's going to fund his plan. He's going to have an immediate death benefit. He's going to have an immediate long-term care benefit of $469,000 day one. So that's going to be his long-term care benefit. He can pull out sixty-five twenty a month. So that's $6,520 a month that would come out day one. Now, we also put a 3% inflation rider on this. So again, the inflation rider is a compounding mechanism that's going to grow his total bucket of money, which is that $400 plus thousand dollars. And it's going to grow his $6,500 benefit by 3% every year. So when we go out 20 years, he's 77 years old. Now he's got $11,400 a month of benefit and $867,000 of long-term care insurance. And if you go out 30 years, you know, when he's 87 years old, hopefully he's, you know, still going strong, he's going to have over a million, $1.2 million of long-term care insurance that he can pull out over $15,000 a month. 
And again, this is a cash benefit. So when he goes on claim, they're just going to give him that full benefit. So, you know, he could get $15,000 a month. He would get that for six years, up to six years straight if he was alive that long. It's going to have that death benefit of $156,000, which actually is how much the plan costs. So that's how he paid. He paid $156,000. We're going to talk a little bit about the funding in just a second. But the bottom line with these plans, there's technically a little bit higher death benefit the first few years. So if Adam passes away in year one, he's going to get $218,000 paid back to the estate. But then as that long-term care benefit grows over time, we have that inflation rider. What happens is that that death benefit is going to go from 218000 down to $156,000 in year 17. But then it'll level out there. So he'll always have that $156,000. And some other features about this plan we're going to get into because he's still going to get money back even if he uses all of his long-term care insurance. And I'll explain that in a second. But let's go back to how we funded this plan. First off, remember I told you that he had an existing, Adam had an existing life insurance policy. It was a whole life and policy, and then he had some term insurance. So we started talking about this. I said, tell me a little bit about the whole life plan. What were, what were your thoughts? What were you doing? He goes, well, technically I got it when the kids are born. I didn't want term. I didn't want to throw my money away. So now I have it. I have some value in it. I said, do you still need the death benefit? And he said, no, the house is paid off. The kids are gone. The college is funded. He goes, I don't really have a need per se for that because I do have term insurance through work as long as I'm working. So I'm not too worried about the death benefit. I said, okay, what if if we could convert that existing policy that you have over to long-term care insurance? And he was very intrigued by that. So Adam had $106,000 of cash value in his whole life policy. So that's his surrender value, meaning if he just calls up and cancels his plan, he'd get $106,000. His cost basis was $82,000. So that means that he would have to pay tax on everything over $82,000 if he just canceled his plan. Well, under the rules on the 1035 exchange, remember that is something that came with the Pension Protection Act, I can take that 106000 surrender value that he has in his existing life insurance policy and move that over into a new long-term care insurance plan. Now, Adam wanted a little bit more coverage, and so he said, we talked about doing payments. We could have done the, the 106 deposit and made five payments or 10 payments, and he decided just to use some cash on hand. So he said, I'd just put another $50,000, and so that's how we came up with this policy. We just deposited $156,000, $50,000 from his savings, $106,000 from his existing life insurance policy. And his current death benefit on that whole life policy was just a little bit over $260,000. Now, remember, he's going to have 218 day one with this long-term care insurance plan. But again, he's not too worried about the death benefit. He's more interested in the long-term care insurance. And if he would have just kept his existing life insurance plan, he could have used that cash value, that 106000 for long-term care, but that's it. Versus he's starting out with you know $460,000 plus of long-term care insurance day one, and it's going to grow by 3% every year. So just a very meaningful plan for long-term care. He still has some life insurance, He's still going to get a benefit if he dies, but he was able to take that existing life insurance policy, transfer that over, and also he saves the premium. He's not shelling out the couple thousand dollars a year now that he was paying into that whole life policy. So that's really kind of a win-win for him. He was just really excited about that, and that's part of the reason why he just put the extra 50000 cash in because he said, well, I can eliminate that payment on the life insurance, and I don't have any other payments. I'll just do that. So it was just a really nice plan for him. And here's some of the other things that we know about this plan, or I want you to know about this plan. The surrender value of this plan, the first 10 years, is 124000 So that just means if he had to cancel his plan, he'd get 124000 out of the 156000 back. At year 10, after the year 10, starting year 11, it jumps up to 156000 which is 100% of his return of premium. So it kind of works like a CD. The insurance company is saying, look, we're going to penalize you a little bit on this design. He has the inflation rider. He has growth. They want him to leave the money there. But if he does cancel his plan, he will get 100% of his money back every year after year. 10. He has no intentions of canceling the plan. He's like, I'd rather have the death benefit. But just, it's nice to know if something happens and for whatever reason you need that asset, it's still your asset. So that's why we call him asset base. His death benefit is 218. It's going to decrease to 156 at year 17, but it's going to be higher that first 17 years. In that 17 years, remember, his long-term care benefit's growing every single year by 3%. So that's why that's why you just think of a teeter-totter. It's kind of working. As the death benefit goes down, you're even getting more long-term care benefit. This plan also has a $31,000 guaranteed minimum death benefit, 
What that simply means is let's go out, just pick a number. Let's go out here and say that uh, he's 82 and he goes on claim. He has a million and $28,000 of long-term care insurance. He spends it all. He uses all of it in six years, and then he passes away. The estate's still going to get a check for $31,000 tax-free, which is what they call a guaranteed minimum death benefit. Now, if he lives to 82 and he doesn't use any long-term care insurance, he gets the full 156 back tax-free. So, again, it's just a, a guaranteed minimum death benefit. I call it the funeral fund. You know, if you, you blow through all your long-term care insurance, they're still going to give you some of that money back. It's got a 90-day retroactive elimination period. What that simply means is that he's going to go on claim. He's going to pay for care for the first 90 days. At month four, he's going to get a check for four months worth of benefit. And then every month after that, he'll get a full cash check 100% of his benefit, regardless of how much he spends. And again, because it's a cash benefit. So why was this the best plan for for Adam? Let's think about this for a second. Number one, it gives him tremendous amount of flexibility. He can pay for, uh, he he has family support. He can pay family members, but he's got family that understands the medical world as his daughter and his wife. So he's comfortable with that. It was a 1035 exchange funded plan, which was fantastic. And it provides him with a growing benefit. And this is just a great situation where we look at these cash benefit plans. We say, look, okay, this is a good fit for you. Is it, is it perfect for everybody? Absolutely not. But for Adam, it made a lot of sense. He is just really happy. He's saving, you know, I think it's close to 2,700 a year now in premiums that he's not paying onto that life insurance policy. He still has life insurance, but now he's got a very meaningful growing tax-free long-term care benefit that gives him the ability to pay who he wants and when he wants with uh, if he ends up in a long-term care situation. So uh, stick around. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about when a cash benefit plan might make sense and if it's right for you. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's Story Monson. A great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for the next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So, get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. 
And welcome back. And thanks again for hanging out with us this weekend on Long-Term Care Radio or listening to the podcast whenever you listen to it. Again, um, I've got my classes coming up for May. That's going to be the 14th and the 17th. They're pretty close in May because of some travel restraints uh, next month. But uh, 14th is on a Saturday. That's going to be, again, um, 9 a.m. Rocky Mountain Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And then that following Tuesday, the 17th, we're going to kick off at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Rocky Time. So all the dates and the times are on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Just click on Attend an Event. And the screen will pop up, and you can register for whichever class you want. And then what happens is you get a link. That's it. We're going to email you a link, and then you just uh, the the day of the the webinar, you just click on that link, and you'll join us into our webinar room, and it's live. You'll get to see me and interact and send questions in and all that stuff. So just a real great way. Again, we believe in education, so start with the education first. Learn about your options. Learn about what long-term care does. And then when you're ready, we will set down and design a custom plan like we just did for Adam this week um, and make sure that it's right for your situation and make sure we're funding it in the best possible way. So today we were talking a little bit about the the, the way long-term care plans pay out. And they're either reimbursement, which is common, that's pretty much standard. And then we have three asset-based companies out there that do what they call indemnity or, or cash. So they'll just give you the full benefit every month. And there's pros and cons to everything. Um, again, I think that the, what we really have to do is look at your situation and figure out if a cash benefit plan makes sense. Because, again, we're talking about some of the, the cons, and so many of the carriers got away from cash benefit plans, and mostly a lot of it was due to fraud. And it's also more costly in some ways for the insurance company because they are just spending that full benefit out right out of the gate. You know, starting day one, they're just giving you a full monthly benefit. And so you're going to you know, more likely use more money up front right out of the gate. But also, a lot of the companies have decided that in order to offset those costs, they've gotten rid of the claim support. So there's really nobody on the other side of that 800 number. Once you turn your, your policy on, you just start getting your check. So when would a, might a cash benefit plan make sense for you? And I will tell you, number one, whenever I talk to my clients, you have support, you have people around you to manage your care, okay? That means you have a trusted power of attorney, you have somebody that's going to step in and manage your finances that you wholeheartedly trust. Because remember, there's no audit trail on these cash benefit plans. There's nobody on the back end at the insurance company verifying what the company is charging you or that person is charging you or whether they're meeting your plan of care. You're up to your own. So you got to make sure that you're surrounded by people that not only can handle your finances, but can also make sure that your care is being properly managed, making sure that you're getting the care that you need that your doctor wants you to get. Um, you, you, you know... If you're in a position to pay family members, a cash benefit plan can work really well. So if you know you're going to live with family members, you know you're going to live with your kids, or you want your kids to take care of you, a cash benefit plan can make a lot of sense for you. Um, if you have a spouse that does not qualify for long-term care insurance, this is a big one. Um, a lot of the times this happens, and, and a lot of people think, well, you know, my, my, my wife has um, you know, a particular autoimmune disease, so she's not going to qualify for long-term care insurance. Well, that doesn't mean she's going to be the first one in a long-term care situation. So a lot of times we'll look at these cash benefit plans if we have a, a, a couple and one of them cannot qualify. Because if you have cash indemnity, then that means when that person goes on claim, they have cash. They just have that money to come in and they can pay for care for two people if they need to. So it's kind of nice that way. And also kind of the same idea if you have an adult special need child that's going to be living with you. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine has a, a child that's you know has Down syndrome. He's going to live with them for their entire life. So now if they ended up in a long-term care situation, if they have a cash benefit plan, then they can hire who they want to come in and take care of the whole family. So that's something where a cash benefit plan can make a lot of sense. Now, let's look at the other side of this. There's some very strict limits that I have that in situations that I want to avoid a cash benefit plan for. And number one, if you are a single person with no kids and no immediate family that you really you know trust and know and feel comfortable with, because again, it's just money coming in. There's no audit trail there. So imagine someone, you know, a single lady that gets Alzheimer's and doesn't have kids and doesn't have, you know, family su- supporting her. 
Well, she's just at the mercy of whoever's taking care of her, whoever takes over her finances at that point. So again, I try to generally avoid that. And also because there's no claim support. And so for single people, the claim support, the people that help you manage your care, that concierge level support is just so important for single people. Um, if you're not close with your family. So otherwise, yeah, you know, you got kids, but you don't really trust them financially. You know, I had one client just told me point blank, his power of attorney is not going to be his daughter because he just didn't trust her financially to make the right decisions. And so that's where a cash plan might not be good. Because again, the insurance companies just send you the full check. We're on a reimbursement. There's somebody on the back end making sure that you're getting the care that your doctor wants you to and matching it up with the plan of care. And then thirdly, I look at it, anybody that comes in and says, hey, I really like the idea of the the concierge level claim support it's like well you want to avoid the cash indemnity plans because again it's just sack full of money when your house burns down that's all they do they drive by and it's like yep you have insurance here you go so you have to be in the right position to make these cash benefit plans work and so that's why i'm always amazed when i see some of these advisors just emphatically say oh cash is always better cash is king it's like no it's not always better. It's rarely few things are always. And so again, the idea of long-term care radio is to educate you, to talk to you about some of your choices, and then we'll guide you to make the decision to make sure that that plan fits for you. But understand, back to the original question that Pauline had, can you pay a family member with long-term care insurance? Yes, you can. It's just that you have to make sure that you have a cash indemnity benefit on your policy. And there's only three companies out there that are still doing that today. So that's going to narrow our choices, but you can do that. So again, thanks for tuning in this week and spending some time with you. I appreciate your time and your interest. And we will be back next week. In the meantime, jump on our website, 525longtermcare.com. You can sign up for a class. You can read um, about some of the different examples you have. You can read reviews about us and how we work on our website. We've got all that through Top Rated Local. So just a real nice website. Again, 525longtermcare.com. You can get podcasts and you can sign up for an event. And I'm going to put another new show together and I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus, our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.